Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Girls Who Rock With Success, which is a digital media for entrepreneurial teams. We profile young entrepreneurs in business and lifestyle branding. To learn more, just go to our website at www.womenwhorockwithsuccess.com. Now let's go to the broadcast with our podcast host, Mrs. Diane Winbush. Good morning, and thank you for tuning in with us on this Saturday morning for Girls Who Rock With Success. We are a digital media source for teen entrepreneurs, and so this is a brand extension of our Women Who Rock With Success uh, digital platform. And so we host these events to empower, to impact um, teenagers in the um entrepreneurial driven passion that they have and so we are so delighted today to be able to have model author and entrepreneur Sarah Todd with us um, on today so what we're going to do is we're going to get some information in regards about her Um, she just arrived in the studio what about that so good morning Sarah and thank you for being a guest on the show today doing great doing I am as well. I am excited as well. So we're going to get right into um, the broadcast. So tell us a little bit about you. Great. I'm Sarah Todd Hammer. I'm 18 years old, and I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I have a disorder called acute flaccid myelitis, or AFM. Mm -hmm. And I got this disorder when I was 8 years old. And it left me paralyzed from the neck down, but I've recovered a lot, thankfully, and now I deal with some partial arm paralysis today. So I Mm -hmm. have been using my disability to try to help others, and um, I've done so through writing books and doing some Mm -hmm. speaking and writing pieces for magazines, and um, I just try to spread a positive message to help other people. Mhm. Mhm. Perfect. You sound real energized, even though that <laughs> you um, had this um, this illness to happen to you when you were young and what have you. But you seem like you can be able to motivate millions, and I like that because sometimes teens, when they are well, I'm not even going to say teens. I'm going to say grown adults. Some grown adults they will cry too, you know, and then they. <laughs> You know, some individuals have a pity party, and they sometimes never recoup from it. But you being a teen, that is so awesome how you can be able to impact others and you're still able to move forward. Wow. See, I like that. Wow. So so tell us about your experience. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, yes. I like that. You're real energized. So tell us about your experience. Period, uh, while participating in the New York Fashion Week? Oh, my gosh. It was the greatest experience of my life. It was so fun. Um, I got to walk in the Runway of Dreams fashion show um, in September, New York Fashion Week, and I was one of around 40 models with a disability. And it mm-hmm. was so amazing because we were all modeling adaptive clothing So the clothing Mm -hmm. has um, magnets or Velcro instead of buttons and zippers because buttons and zippers are often hard for people with disabilities um, like myself to do on our Mm -hmm. own. 
So getting dressed mm-hmm. independent is a challenge for many of us. So it was really fun to model these brands um, for everyone to see. And the whole room was cheering for everyone. And I had a really big burst of energy when I was walking down the runway. Mm-hmm. It was really cool to feel everyone um, just spreading love and there was no judgment and everyone was just spreading positivity and loving one another and I'll definitely remember that moment for the rest of my life. (laughs) Oh, wow. I know. I know. You know, if it was me going down the runway, regardless of a disability or not, the New York fashion, I mean, that's kind of like top of the line. I would, you know, be walking down the runway strutting my little stuff. (laughs) Wow, that is so awesome. That is awesome. So um, I want to interject just a little bit, and then this can be able to help um, other teens, other listeners, because we just don't have teens that listen in the audience. We have their parents to also be on board uh, as um, an audience, too. So kind of tell us a little bit about your typical day, what you do on a daily basis, because sometimes, you know, individuals that may have uh, certain disabilities, people, you know, may stay at home, they may have the the curtains drawn, you know, I don't want to be bothered with nobody, you know, everybody's going to look at me when I go out, and it appears that you are very energetic and um, (laughs) vibrant in what it is that you do. So tell us a little bit about your daily activities that you do. Okay, so... I am 18, so I do still go to school. I'm a senior in high school right now, and I um, go to school like I would if I didn't have a disability. Um, So that's usually what my days consist of. So I get up early, and um, my days are a little bit different because of my disability in that my mom does have to help me put my uniform on for school because I can't do the buttons and zippers by myself. Um, mm-hmm. So my mom will usually help me get dressed, and um, then my dad will take me to school because I can drive, um, but I need adaptive driving equipment. I just mm-hmm. got my driver's license over the summer after training with some special equipment with a center mm-hmm. um, in Atlanta that helps people with spinal cord injuries and brain injuries. Um, but I don't have a car or that equipment yet. So even though I'm 18, my dad will drive me to school. Um, and I go throughout my day, um, just almost like everyone else does, but I do need help with, um, just little tasks here and there. Like my friends will help me put my backpack on because I don't have the arm strength to really lift it up Mm -hmm. and put it on. And, Um, They'll help me get my materials out of my backpack, like my computer and my pencils and my calculator. Um, Mm -hmm. And I usually have a friend help me get my lunch, too, um, just because carrying the tray can be a little difficult for me. Um, Mm -hmm. But I really feel like I have a pretty typical day, like any teenager would, um, going to school and then coming home and doing homework and all those normal things that teenagers do. Um, But Mm -hmm. my disability is different from what most people would think of when they think of disability because I'm able to walk and I just have some arm paralysis. So I'm not Mm -hmm. a wheelchair user, which I feel like is how most people tend to see disability, even though not Mm -hmm. every disability includes a wheelchair. Um, Mm -hmm. So 
um, that does make my life a little bit different with a disability since my friends mostly just see me when they see me because I don't have any visual representation of the difficulties mm-hmm. that my disability does bring every day. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely, uh, and it appears that you are determined to make sure that it's not a factor where people are looking at you as um, a type of sympathy. You know, a lot of people don't want that. You know, even in the 21st century, the millenniums, they're not going. You know, they're not going to let you bring them no wheelchair unless they need it. So even on a personal note, you know, we had a um, our son, he's 26 right now, and so he had a small disability when he was younger. And so um, I just refused to take the option of the handicap uh, policies and procedures. So what we did, we went to work, my husband and I, and so it was some other individuals that helped us so he can be able to, and it was in the autism um, sector, Mm -hmm. and so it was a lot of things that he did not know how to do, but we got in there and we rolled up our sleeves, and my husband went in there and he rolled up his sleeves, and so we worked with a lot of things, and so um, I think that is very important that parents do not try to enlist their children in a special type of class or what have you and things they need to try to you know, it's such as what you did. You just went to a normal school. They took you to a normal yeah. school, normal class. And so I think that's very important. I think that will continue to build the self-esteem with the child so they can be able to know that they're just as special as a regular, uh, you know, student that is going to school. So I think that is so awesome. You have a very, very uh, uh, compelling um um, lifestyle and brand, as well as um, some other things that um, that you have that we're going to talk about right now. So, so what is it like yeah. being a teen um, teen author? You know, um, we have a lot of authors on um, the show, and they are still in high school. So, what compelled you to um, write a book or do an autobiography? And what was uh, your pers- your your purpose of it? What was the takeaways of from like if I come mm-hmm. up and I uh, see your book, what are the takeaways that you want me to see from um, your titles and from your uh, sequels that you are writing or what you have already uh, written? Um, I would consider being an author my greatest accomplishment because I completed my first book when I was 11, and then um, I completed the sequel to the first book when I was 14 and the third book in the Mm -hmm. trilogy when I was 17. So Mm -hmm. um, it kind of shows a broad span of my life from being a really young girl to kind of growing up as a teenager. And I really wanted to help people with my books, and that's the -hmm. main purpose for why I wrote them was because when I first got diagnosed with AFM, Obviously, I had never heard of it. My parents had never heard of it. And so uh, we kind of felt in the dark and like no one really understood what we were going through. So I wanted Mm -hmm. to have my books out there to help people feel like they weren't alone and like someone actually understood what they were going through and they could reach out to me and talk and try to make friends and um, just have some encouragement um, when they're going through this really difficult, like life-changing moment. Um, And I've had Mm -hmm. a lot of readers come to me and they've been patients and parents of patients and caregivers Mm. and medical professionals. And um, they've said that the books have made an impact in their lives, whether 
it's helped them, you know, realize that they have potential and they can achieve what they want to achieve or that, um, you know, parents have told me that um, they can now better understand what their child is going through because maybe their child is really young, like, you know, three-year-old and can't articulate their feelings. So now they can Mm -hmm. um, better understand um, the hardships their child is enduring and they can cater to their feelings more. And Mm -hmm. um, that's really made me happy because that was the main goal with the books was to give back Mm -hmm. and spread a message of positivity. And Mm -hmm. I donate um, a portion of the proceeds from each book to a different charity. So that's another fun way that I get to see my books helping people. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's awesome. So we're going to we're gonna kind of shift gears just for a little second here, and we're going to talk about um, uh, Gamute, if I'm, if I'm pronouncing that Gamut. right, management. Yeah, Gamut mm-hmm. Management. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, Gamut Management was started by Mindy Shire. Um, I met her a little over a year ago in New York um, at the Runway of Dreams Gala, and Mm -hmm. she started this management company to help people with disabilities um, be seen in the world, um, in the fashion industry, in media, um, in um, basically anything where they want to be seen because people with disabilities are often um, left out um, in terms of diversity, and I believe that every diverse group is important and we should all be seen because we all have something unique to offer because every perspective is different. And um, Mm -hmm. people with disabilities are very capable of offering valuable perspectives um, to all different kinds of life, and... um, People with disabilities are even the biggest minority in the world. Um, So it's a pretty large group that um, is quite underserved. And so Mindy's goal with Gamut was really to um, get people with disabilities in the public eye and help them be represented um, in fashion and modeling and acting and media in general. Um, And I'm really excited to be a part of it, and um, I think I'll get to help, um, you know, change the view we have on people with disabilities by participating in different media opportunities and um, getting my own perspective out there as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great. So um, even with that, um, you know, you appeared on the new York Fashions, you know, runway and what have you. So do you have um, um, any prospects coming up in the future in regards to modeling? Is this something that you want to be able to continue to pursue? Or if an opportunity came up to you again and and, uh, probably 2020, is that something that you would like to continue to pursue as a teen? Yes, I would definitely love to pursue modeling or just any opportunity to raise awareness for people with disabilities. Um, I never thought that I would be a model, you know, like if you asked eight-year-old Sarah Todd when I first got a disability, um, what I thought I would be doing, I definitely would not have said modeling, but I found (laughs) that I um, love to do um, things to help get people with disabilities out there and um, teach people that we are capable. And I think when people Mm -hmm. see a model with a disability um, in an ad, 
they'll realize, oh, like they are part of our society too, and we should remember them. And I think that's really important. And I love fashion myself, and my parents are in the fashion business, so it's been a big part of my life, and I think it would be very special to continue um, doing some more modeling. Okay, wow. So your parents are in uh, the fashion industry as well. So just tell us a little about that. You don't have to go into a a full detail of, you know, revealing all of their little nuggets, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because a lot of times, you know, when entrepreneurs, sometimes people want to keep their little nuggets private and what have you. So just tell us a little bit about that, about your parents um, also being, that could, you know, uh, reflect as an inspiration that they, that, you know, perhaps maybe have compelled you um, as well to be able to um, launch out into that type of uh, occupation. Yes, so I've loved fashion for a long time because my parents started uh, our family store called The Best Dressed Child in 2002. And mm-hmm. my mom really had the idea because she wanted to be able to order cute clothes for me online, and she didn't really find mm-hmm. any options. So um, okay. their store is all online, all um, children's okay. boutique clothing. And uh, my mom is really into helping me find cute clothes, and so I like to go shopping with her and get her fashion advice. And um, <laughs> it's really... I think it's cool that it was kind of started because of me, so it's kind of like I've grown up with this store my whole life. And my mom now says, um, since adaptive clothing has become a trend, she always says that she's so thankful um, that Mindy and all these brands are producing adaptive clothing because she says she's been dressing other people's children since she started the store Mm -hmm. through selling clothing, and now um, Mindy and all the adaptive brands are helping her address me so it's kind of mm-hmm. a cute um way that um we've been given back and um fashion has been a great part of my life and it's special to mm-hmm. me because it's in the family and everything <laughs> yeah i think that is so awesome you it's not it's um well, I guess what I'm grabbing, grasping or the takeaways that I'm seeing from it, uh, you know, she's right there as your, uh, you know, your left-hand woman, I guess I would say. People say left-hand man, but left-hand woman. And so that can be able to help her to be able to know what it is that you need, and then she can be able to design it for you. I think that is so incredible. That's incredible. So um, what are some of the goals for 2020 for you? Um, So since I'm a senior in high school right now, I've been thinking about college a lot, and I now know I'm going to be attending Davidson College in North Carolina next year. Um, It's a really small liberal arts school um, close to Mm -hmm. Charlotte, and I'm really excited Mm -hmm. about that. So I'm hoping to become even more independent than I already am, and Mm -hmm. um, I'll be able to figure more things out on my own when I'm um, living without my mom for the first time. And <laughs> I think that'll be a really important step for me as an 18-year-old girl, but also as someone who has a disability, because I feel like I'll find that I am able to do more things on my own than I think I can. And mm-hmm. I'll really be able to start becoming a young adult. And um, I hope that while I'm in college, I'll be able to study um, more Um, about disability. I know um, my school, Davidson, has some unique classes that um, uh, include disability topics. And so I'm really Mm -hmm. looking forward to 
seeing more about topics I'm interested in, and I definitely want to participate in some clubs at school um, that involve disability awareness. So I really think mm-hmm. when I go to college, I'll be able to keep pursuing my goals of spreading awareness, um, but in a more unique, um, cool way at school because I'll have a lot of opportunities once I'm in college. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great. That is so great. So um, what is your favorite motivational quote? And then the first question that I would like to present to you before you answer that is, were there any mentors to be able to help you along the way? You know, you have an extensive um, um um, biography, you know, you are a model, you know, you, you know, you, uh, I'm an author, other different things that you work with, um, you know, as far as the, you know, the uh, school sector is concerned, the modeling industry uh, with uh, the, you know, the New York, um, you know, fashion runway and what have you. So were there any mentors that were there to support you, uh, you know, along the way? Yes, definitely. My mom has been my biggest mentor throughout my whole life, but especially Mm -hmm. since I uh, became disabled at age eight. Um, We're very close, and we were close before I had a disability, but I think Mm -hmm. we've been even closer since then um, because we spent a lot of time together um, with her taking me to so many medical appointments, and many of them have been all throughout the United States, and so we've had to travel a lot together, and that's mm-hmm. made us a lot of time together. And even though it's been hard having to travel and um, go on airplanes a lot and be far from home, um, that actually introduced me to my love for travel. And so now that's mm-hmm. kind of something we do together, and um, that's brought us closer together. And so my mom is definitely my biggest support system. She's always um, willing to take me um, wherever I need to go for a doctor appointment or to take me to New York to walk in fashion weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm okay. very thankful to have my mom because she is very, very supportive. Okay, awesome, awesome. So, um, and so the second uh, part, uh, portion of that question uh, would be uh, what are some of the motivational uh, quotes that you have? And so the mentor came first simply because of the fact that some teens, they feel that they do need a mentor um, to be able to help them, to be able to guide them to success. So what are uh, your favorite motivational quotes that you would like to share with the audience? Um, my favorite quote that I actually used for my senior quote in the yearbook this year um, is uh, really interesting because it's actually on a um, mural on the Berlin Wall, and I saw it when I visited Berlin and I was looking um, at the and this quote just really stood out to me because I feel like it really applies to me um, for mm-hmm. sure, and the quote is, uh, many small people who in many small places do many small things that can alter the face of the world. And I love oh. this quote because, like I said, I definitely feel like it applies to me and some of the things I've done, but I think it also encourages other people and especially teens um, to go out there and try to make a difference in the world because it doesn't matter if it's something small because it's still impacting someone somewhere. 
And I think that's how I view my books and the writing that I've done and the speaking because even though it might not reach, you know, tons of people, it's still reaching a few people. And I think Mm -hmm. just being one person makes a difference. And that's why I really love this quote. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So um, what advice would you um, um, have for someone, um, you know, as a teen who is um, hoping to become an author or a model? Um, And simply because there are so many um, um, things that perhaps maybe maybe prevent um, other teens, sometimes it may be bullying, <laughs> sometimes it may be procrastination, sometimes teens don't feel that they have what it takes to be an author, or they may stand back on the sidelines and say, oh, look at Sarah Todd, look what she's doing, I could never do that, I could never be the person that she's, you know, what she is. And so for those that may be optimistic of uh, wanting to become an author, what advice would you like to share with the entrepreneurs as to um, uh, some tips of because sometimes we think it's kind of hard to become an author. You know, of course, we have to have a copywriter. We have to have other individuals to, uh, you know, uh, proofread our manuscript. We have individuals that have to be there to make sure everything, all of the um, I's are dotted and all the all of the T's are crossed. And sometimes that may cause other individuals to be able to give up. And you know, if I have to go through all of that, I don't want to be able to be an author. I don't want to write a book. But what are some of the tips that you can be able to take? Uh, uh, just can be able to give to the audience so they can remove the stigmatism from uh, what it is that they want to do as writing books? I think it's really important to always try to keep a positive attitude, and I know that can be difficult and it's definitely not possible to always be positive. Um, But I always try to focus on the good things in life, and that always keeps me motivated. And I always like to think of the outcomes, uh, from that will come from what I'm trying to do. And so when I was writing my book and I was thinking about how cool it will be to be a published author and how many people I'll help and how I'll get to donate to charities and do book signings and meet people at book signings, um, that really motivated me to keep going. And so I think if you just find something that will come from um, your accomplishment, that will come out of that, that will really keep you going and keeping the positive attitude and just setting your mind to what you want to do is my best piece of advice I can give um, because I really think we are capable of doing what we want to do as long as we Mm -hmm. um, try to keep a positive attitude and realize that we can achieve what we want. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what is the next chapter for Sarah Todd? Um, I really want to continue um, helping others and writing for sure. I am done with my trilogy, but I am working on a fourth book that is separate from the trilogy, and um, I think that one is going to be a little more personal and more mature, and um, I'm planning to have it um, follow me through the course of my college years um, because I really want to write about how I felt applying to college um, as a person with a disability, and then I want to write about my four years in college. Um, because applying to college as a person with a disability is much different um, than applying as an able-bodied person because 
I didn't know how much I should include in my application about my disability because I was worried there might be some discrimination um, because some colleges uh, fear that they'll have to pay for a lot of accommodations um, for people with disabilities. And so I wasn't really mm -hmm. sure and completely confident um, when navigating the process. Um, and now I know it has all worked out fine since I got into my um, top school, but I think it would be nice for people with disabilities who are applying to college to have a resource to turn to um, when they're going through that process since I didn't really have anywhere to turn to for advice. So I'm going to write my fourth book about college and that process to help other people who are going through that really important stage of life. Um, and I plan to keep writing some articles for magazines. Uh, my favorite one to write for is The Mighty online, and they do a lot of awareness mm -hmm. for um, disability and mental health. Um, so I definitely want to keep writing and um, hopefully speak at um, some events someday, because I think that would be very cool. And um, so, yeah, we'll see how that all works out, and that book will definitely take me um, at least four years to complete since I want it to follow me through my whole college journey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is wonderful. Okay, so with the last question being said, uh, let the listeners know how they can be able to follow you, contact you, and um, uh, follow up with you. Um, I love using social media. My favorite one is Instagram. And my Instagram handle is just at Sarah Todd Hammer, which is my full name. And I have a website, which is sarahtodhammer.com. And on my website, you can find some contact info, and I post um, my articles that I've written recently and some videos I've done. And I do have a YouTube channel as well that I'm just trying to post more on now, which is um, my full name again, Sarah Todd Hammer. Um, and I post my videos of me uh, dancing, because I have been dancing since I was three years old. Um, and of course, since I have a disability now, that's um, a little bit different. So I post my dances that I've choreographed um, to fit my arm movements better on my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And I try to post some motivational videos giving advice and showing people how I do things on my own independently. Um, so, yeah, I mostly use YouTube and Instagram and then my website to get in touch with people. Okay, awesome. So we thank you so much for taking the opportunity to be our guest today on Girls Who Rock With Success. For all upcoming events, listeners, you can go to our website. We have a new website. Woohoo! It's not it's still under construction, but we still have a something on there to be able to let you know that we're doing something to launch out new for the teen. So that cause you can find it at girlswhorockwithsuccess.com. And so everyone enjoy your day. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being with us on today. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. <laughs>